Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. The Softer Side with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice offers life transitions coaching and interviews with coaches, consultants, and expert entrepreneurs. Join us in our live chat room during our YouTube live streams at thesofterside.live every Wednesday and Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. Mountain. So today we're talking with uh, <laughs> a new friend of ours, Dr. Michelle Deering. She is uh, going to talk to us about her work and the mother-daughter relationship. Dr. Deering, thank you for being here with us today. Um, please give us a little bit of information about you and your work. Well, I'm just on the personal side, I am the daughter of a single mom. Uh, who emigrated from Jamaica, uh, and she came to this country working her butt off, was overworked, overstressed, and raising three kids, and I, of which I was one. And uh, as a result, she uh, and I didn't really have like a great relationship um, because the way she overcompensated for her lot in life was to be very um, strict with me, uh, very um, critical. Uh, she had these high expectations. So I kind of wrapped all that up and went off to Brown University, got my bachelor's degree in biology from there, and went on further to get my doctorate in counseling psychology from Rutgers. And so as I was doing all of that, twins came in the picture. Mm -hmm. And I ended up um, purposing to not have the same kind of relationship with my mom that, that she had had with me. However, I found myself just falling into the same patterns, and I ended up having this transformational experience with the therapist that changed the way in which I actually looked at myself and dealt with myself and my daughters. And I went on, branched off, and opened my own company called Curative Connections, mm -hmm. where as a mother-daughter relationship personal trainer, um, I actually give moms and equip them with tools and strategies to actually hear, see, and understand their daughters better. Uh, and right now that's what I'm doing. I, even though I've practiced uh, as a licensed clinical psychologist for over 20 years. Okay. Uh <laughs> there we go, okay. Uh, I was w w getting a little nervous there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna let you switch between uh... Okay, I just background. I just want to see my slides. Nobody else needs to see them. Oh, all right. Okay. So I just want you to move the slide forward one, and just for me. All right. So that I remember my questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about who you work with. Who is an ideal client um, for you, or do you call them clients or patients? Actually, I call them clients mm -hmm. because I see them as I see the whole interaction as a collaborative interaction. The, I guess the word patient makes it. Top, uh, top down. Mm -hmm. I'm not like that. Okay. So uh, clients, um, my ideal client is a mom. And specifically, uh, if they are a mom of tweens or teen daughters, mm -hmm. that's my particular soft spot in my heart, even though I've helped moms with younger kids, as well as uh, adult moms who have older kids or who are daughters themselves and having difficulties with their older mom. Mm -hmm. So, but my, my heart and sweet spot is for the, the tweens and teens. Okay. So what kind of specific problems do you help your clients to solve? Well, um, you know, 
I see motherhood as a journey. And so at different points in time, developmentally, uh, there are different issues that come up. And so as it relates to moms in that picture, uh, there are, I was just talking with a friend the other day where I was saying, you know, there's this thing called nuff guilt, <laughs> where guilt is just like this undercurrent thing that's been around since the dark ages. Um, and it comes out in these very weird ways. And I've kind of narrowed them down to these five things where it's your, either, your mom who's either walking on eggshells or you're just fighting the friction all the time with folks, with your daughter, or you're just, you got this guilt just churning around inside, like in your gut, or you're um, doing the Columbo. Oh, what, what? I thought I was doing everything correctly at one point, and then you find that you're not, or you can't do anything right. And then the one I love is um, when moms say, where did my lovely daughter go? And I call it the alien abduction. It's like they just do this flip <laughs> where they either go silent or go ballistic. So I really um, help moms with those different transitional stages because especially for tween girls, mm -hmm. um, they're going from having everything kind of dictated to them and they're moving into the middle school age where, where they're going to have to start taking more responsibility, um, organizing themselves. And I always chuckle when they expect young middle school age kids to have organizational skills when their prefrontal lobe is not going to be developed till they're 25, 27. But that's expected. And then going from uh, middle school to high school is a whole nother transition. I think a lot of times moms lose their way as to what is the appropriate thing to do and how best to help them mm -hmm. um, because they themselves are dealing with their own feelings of feeling not good enough. As I said, all that guilt enoughs. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So um, that's primarily what my heart is to help moms with if they're having issues with that. But, you know, I think the thing that makes my being a, you know, mother daughter, personal relationship, relationship, personal trainer, um, neat is that I bring both the consultative side, but I also have the clinical credentials to kind of meld the two together. Mm -hmm. So, um, I can help with anything. That's awesome. <laughs> I know so many moms that, um, I meet with are, are having such difficulties with their daughters. And I remember it myself, uh, that, you know, <laughs> in fact, I remember a trip that my family took and my daughter and I were, uh, running through Mount Rushmore, uh, I was running away from her because she wanted to argue with me and I didn't want to argue. <laughs> She's like, mm. she was like, no, hold on. I remember that the last time we were at Mount Rushmore. So that's my memory of the place now, you know, oh, and that's, you know, that's not something we want. Uh, to carry with us for our whole lives. We want, we want these pleasant, happy memories, but I know when yeah. they're tweens and teens, it can be so difficult. Yes. Yes. And actually um, the research actually shows that while those, those moments of conflict are going to happen because of where, of a young lady having to develop her own identity apart from her mom, but still looking to her mom to, to help define her. Um, that's going to be conf conflictual, but actually it's something if we can embrace it, I like to reframe it. If we can embrace it and realize, look, the closeness that you're really looking for, um, it actually happens in the space between you. 
so, you know, because if you look at it, nothing, you know, if I put my two hands together, even as close as they are together, they're still separate at an, at an atomic level. Okay, and that will cause friction, but that friction actually helps you stick together if you press together and move through the process with each other. So there is hope. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've even spoken with some women who are, you know, they have teenage daughters and they're like, I, I don't want to say it, but I think I hate her. And I was like, okay, well, I, I don't think you hate her. When um, <laughs> I understand being very frustrated and upset and not knowing what to do. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Actually, uh, that that was the one of the um, impetuses behind my the title of my book, "What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in a moment where um, my girls were in eighth grade, and I had asked them to do something. I have this thing about kitchens. It's just like just put the dish in the thing, and they weren't doing it fast enough. <laughs> and so I, I came home. It was a long day, and I was just like why can't they just listen? And I turned to my husband and was like, they don't get it. They don't understand why I'm telling them this. I wish I could tell them. And once I said that, that phrase just just kept percolating uh-huh. in my head. And when the opportunity came to, to write a book, because I'd always said I wouldn't write a book unless I had something to say. When the opportunity came, um, then I was like, okay, well, that's the title. What mothers never tell their daughters. Mm. Um, and fast forward, uh, you know, the daughter who did not put the dish away, <laughs> like how I want, she just recently read it over her uh, winter break. Um, and uh, when she went off to school, she took the book with her and um, she ended up sending me these emojis two days later. They came out of the blue with the little tear sign oh. and a phrase underneath that said, now I understand you better. And I tell you that just, my heart is full. Yeah. So it's like, okay, she gets it. Yeah. And and my hope through the book is that, that because the book is endeavoring to give moms and daughters tools to actually have those conversations. And so my hope is that other mothers will have similar experiences and actually the feedback I've been getting moms has been similar so so what kind of results can your clients expect after they work with you well um, they can expect to have a better understanding of where they where they are how they got there Mm. and they're actually going to walk away with um, tangible tools to use in the moment uh, I'm not a homework, you know, Harper kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, but I, 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 I ask moms to actually pause to consider what they're doing and what it is that's prompting what they're doing. And then once right. they get real, since I tend to be that way, then um, they end up getting forward movement. Um, and a lot of times moms keep telling me that they didn't think that they had it in them. Mm. to do the stuff mm-hmm. differently with mm-hmm. their kids, but they actually see results when, when, when it happens, when they implement it. Um, I had one mother, uh, I did a webinar uh, recently, um, and one of the mothers who was there, because at the end of the webinar, I liked the real-time interaction, so I just fielded questions, and she gave me a scenario that was currently going on. We got at the root of what was going on when the... Uh, webinar ended 
it was within like three hours, she IM'd me and was like, oh my God, you don't know how much this relieved my, what, my mother and I, we've never talked that way before. Wow. So yeah. yeah, so stuff like that happens for people. That's amazing. Oh, and even though mothers, the book is called What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters, mm-hmm. mothers of sons have actually written to me and said that they found the book helpful because it's helped them understand how, why they're interacting with their son the way they're interacting, mm. which was an un, unexpected, unintended and unexpected um, yeah. result. Cause yeah. I didn't think that moms of sons, one would read it and two right. um, when they did would respond the way that they have. So mm. I'm excited about that. Nice. Cause yeah. there is a sequel coming. Oh boy. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. So what is the most important thing that you want our audience to know or take away from today's talk? Um, well, it, what I'd like them to know about their relationship is that one, you're, you're a daughter first. Mm-hmm. And so um, the interaction that you've had with your mom or a significant female in your life while you were growing up is the thing that is a past experience that's painting your current reality Mm -hmm. and if you can at least pause to consider that in the moment or even before the moment has happened between Mm -hmm. you and your daughter Mm -hmm. if at all possible you'll be surprised um and more empathy and compassion for yourself first will develop as well as for your daughter so um i would hope that they would walk away knowing that there is hope for their relationship wherever it is to that um, things don't have to stay the way they are. Mm -hmm. And that three, um, my heart is to be of help to you. And if there's any way I can be of help to you, that's what I desire. Wonderful. Yeah. So what, tell us a little bit about what's coming up in the future for you. What are you looking forward to? Yeah. Like before we went on the air, I was mentioning, I have all these projects Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are going on. So, uh, the first thing that's going on is that I'm doing more, uh, uh, daughter empowerment seminars Mm -hmm. here in the local area of North Carolina in the triangle area. And I'm looking to broaden that reach. So, uh, be on the lookout for stuff that's going to be online as it pertains to daughter empowerment. Mm -hmm. Um, topics. And then uh, the other thing that's coming down the pike is that um, I actually am a a speaker. And one of the things I did this year was I opened up a number of pro bono slots uh, to do speaking. And because I I just want to get the word out to more moms and get them the encouragement and help that they need. And so um, I have three slots left. So, you know, if any of your listeners uh, would like a speaker mm-hmm. to come out, uh, I'm open. Okay. Um, and then the other thing that's coming down the pike, which is actually happening next next week, starting the 7th, I'm rolling out um, uh, a specific type of uh, one-on-one personal training program that's based on uh, the framework that I present in my book, but it goes into more detail. And there's a, it's called the Life Mirror Remedy uh, Personal Training Program. And there's a 30-day, 60-day, and 90-day offering. And any listener who applies for the program 
uh, and mentions the softer side in their application, they'll get a hundred dollars off. Wow. Uh, the price for that. That's very, very generous. And uh, I do hope that people do take advantage of that. That's wonderful. Yes. And so I, I'll, I'll leave you the link mm-hmm. and stuff uh, for it. Um, and I also I have some other uh, free stuff too. There's a, if you ever wanted like tips at your fingertip mm-hmm. to actually figure out how to get your daughter or your mom to talk, mm-hmm. there's a free PDF called Get Her to Talk. Okay. Um, that will also be in the link that I provide you uh, in, in the show notes. And then, um, and the last thing, if you are a mom on the go, cause I know a lot of you are, uh, people were asking me, they're like, is there an audio version of your book? Well, now there's an audio version of my book and there's a free copy if you're not an audible listener. Um, and, and I'm actually just mentioning this to your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, the link is for an audible free copy right? If you, if you join Audible, but if you go to my website and go to the bottom of the page for my book, you'll see other links there for other things that are other than Audible, because I know not everyone uses Audible, but oh. I just wanted your listeners to know that they nice. have options. Options are good. Yes. <laughs> I like that. So uh, we do have some of those links in the description box below, and we're going to get the link for the free gift and put that in there as well. Uh, but are there other ways that people can find you or learn more about you? Uh, yeah, I am. This is the thing. Uh, I, I must confess, the whole, whole social media, knowing your your ID and all that stuff, my daughters have been like on my case. <laughs> like, you need to know your stuff. So um, I'm looking down at my sheet because uh, um, it's at face on the Facebook page. Uh, you can connect with me at Doctor. That's D R and with a little dot at the end. Michelle Deering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle with two L's and Deering like a deer. Right. So if you look me up there, you can connect. Um, and then on Instagram, uh, it's at Curative Connections. C U R A T I V E connections with an S at the end. Um, and then on LinkedIn, if you want to see the kinds of stuff that I'm up to professionally, like in, in that kind of vein, mm-hmm. uh, you can always look me up, Dr. Michelle Deering. All right, wonderful. And what's the last question? Oh, here we go. Our recommend your recommendations. Uh, so, what final recommendations or action steps do you have for our audience today? Uh, my big action step, if I could impress anybody that's a mom Mm -hmm. of a daughter is to pause, to consider what you're doing and why it is you're doing it before you do it. Just pause, take a breath, think about what you're doing and know that in the pausing, you're actually planting good seed by pausing especially if your daughter is a tween or a teen Mm. because they need you to give them that space okay yeah so uh do we have anything in the chat room question wise Uh, there's i don't think um questions christy has asked that we forward her information to dr deering so okay sure they can come in contact Mm -hmm. Um, but looking forward to connecting. Um, there, there are several people in the room that are discussing their, uh, 
their relationships with their daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of them have worked through the major issues. It sounds like they're, they're past that stage. Mm. Uh, and for the first time, I have to tell Dr. During, <clears throat> this is so usually Shelley invites uh, a visitor uh, that I can actually contribute to the conversation, you know, or I can ask <laughs> questions because I do it. But I'm at a loss because uh, I had six children, four of whom were daughters. And uh, I'm of the opinion, not that I want my sons to hear this, it is a lot easier to raise daughters than it is sons. Most people don't agree with me uh, on that. But I had the benefit of that, and I coached them. So that w- about the time they hit coaching was about the time their mother and they were getting to those friction years. And it relieved them of all of that. They didn't, I was the... Uh, buffer, if you will, between them, because I would hear from both sides, would you please tell your daughters to, you know, and, and would you please tell them, uh, yeah, yeah, at that point, they became, she said, she used to say, by the time they hit kindergarten, they're yours, you know? um, but I was excited to see uh, that, uh, that I think we avoided a lot of these problems, because there was that buffer, and, and they all have, they, uh, for the most part, they live in the same area on the East Coast, but uh, they have a very good relationship with their, their mother, uh, you know, as they went through high school and college, and then came back to discover that she makes a great babysitter, uh, so... <laughs> Uh, so that's, uh, I think that's kind of uh, the foundation for their relationship, but it gave her the opportunity to go on. She's, you know, she went back to school, got her degree, uh, as they went off to school and, and, um, and they settled into a very nice, very healthy relationship. So, uh, we were very fortunate, I think, not to see a lot of that friction because. Well, the, he, he coached soccer for the girls for 17 years. 17 years. years yeah. Oh, yeah. see that interesting. You mentioned that because I'm also board certified as a sports psychologist. Uh-huh. So I've seen the whole, that side of things, yeah. uh, in the athletes that I work with. And so, um, you know, I want to applaud you first off, uh, for being proactive in preparing your daughters before beforehand because i think that is really um that was that's that was a gift not just to your daughters but to your to your wife um in 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 being able to do that for her and and the thing one part of my book i really give a lot of kudos to to dads um because i mean the research is out there how important dads are or or consistent male figures are uh-huh. for young ladies growing up. And the fact that you have, have you heard of like the waffle brain guys compartmentalize? Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. so the fact that you are able to kind of take and see each situation and make sense for your daughters while your wife probably had her, and I say this respectfully, the spaghetti brain yeah, yeah, going on, yeah. <laughs> um, is just wonderful and and i'm and i and i say that with i want to give my husband kudos because we've been married going on 28 years this summer it'll Mm -hmm. be 28 years and he does he has done the same thing Mm -hmm. you know as i said the title of the book came from one of these moments (laughs) (laughs) so yes and 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 the coaching uh i don't i don't want to say it forced us it put us in a situation where we had to spend time together uh in a uh in a fatherly daughterly state right that, that there was i had to be a coach and they had to be a player but yes. it also taught me that 
e- each one of these girls has a different personality, and then each expe- has different expectations of what you can say to one, you can't say to another. So exactly. it was a great, uh, great learning lesson for me. I, I also do have to admit, I wish my relationship with my sons was as good as my relationship with my daughters, <laughs> because sons for me were just as tough as I'm sure uh, daughters are for mothers. No, and, I, and it's funny that you mentioned that. The number of men who have read my book and have said to me, and this is like a quote and that has been repeated, it's like, my dad and I get along a lot better now. Yeah, yeah. Because of stuff that they've, they've read in it. Um, but you're absolutely right, because for fathers and sons, um, not to digress, but for fathers and sons, there's that whole identity mm-hmm. um, thing, but then there's also the aspect that women don't, deal with as much but guys do is the um we're we're like lone see lone seekers I, you know what i'm talking about yeah oh no 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 i i've got two of them and and, right, right. and have experienced <laughs> so, exactly what you described mothers going through with their uh, daughters so exactly exactly so i don't have any uh, oh, let me check one more time to see if i have any questions in the room okay, uh, okay. let's see uh Uh, so Kpro says, uh, my daughter said I am the most close person in her life, but she also challenges me more than anyone. How do you see that, Dr. Deary? Um, that uh, actually is normal. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Be rest assured. Um, the, I think by her daughter saying that to her mom, she's acknowledging the fact that that there's a connection there that the daughter recognizes is not like any other and appreciates that. The fact that she can verbalize that speaks volumes. Um, But also for the mom to, uh, I guess, acknowledge that they, that there are trying aspects of that closeness. If there's any piece of, um, uh, not advice, but something to think about is that, the the uh, the thing that's making it difficult in the closeness, you might want to kind of look at and see whether or not you're maintaining the appropriate boundaries around whether it's your expectations or your thoughts about your daughter in certain situations. Uh, just keep tabs on that because that might give you some clues as to where things might be going over a line that it, that doesn't feel right for the two of you at least from the mom's perspective. So to keep that in mind. She also asked, what, what age does it get easier? She's a, she's 13 now. <laughs> oh, she's 13? <13? laughs> <laughs> well, you left out the age, right? Um, at what age does it get easier? They, I can tell you that, and I'm, and I'm speaking not just clinically, but also from experience. When she goes off to school in whatever fashion, I don't know what her aspirations are, or when she starts getting around, I don't know if she's in high school yet because she's 13, but when she starts getting around other kids whose relationships with their parents are different than hers or more difficult than she might be perceiving, it'll start to put a context of understanding. And I can tell you, she won't get it before age 16. I don't know what her maturity level is, but when she definitely leaves home, she'll start to get it. Um, yeah, so it does get easier, but that's, that's where I think the reason why women carry 
babies in their womb for nine months. It's, it's like this thing of practicing patience. <laughs> if you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, it's a similar kind of waiting, only they're outside of you. <laughs> you have to see all the movement going on around. So my mother used to tell my father that if it were up to men, if men were have, had been required through evolution to carry the baby, the species would have died out. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Capro, after you uh, asked the question, she Capro wrote, please say 14. 14, please. <laughs> well, actually, you know, one of the things, if you, um, if you sign up for my, uh, that cheat sheet that I mentioned, the, yeah. the PDF, it really has five really key things that you can do to ease things. And one of them has to do with getting in her space. Mm-hmm. And saying nothing and doing nothing except to just be with her. If there's a way for her to, to spend time with her daughter um, and just be, mm. you'd be surprised. And again, I don't know whether or not her daughter is the vivacious, outgoing kind of type or she's more the reserved, quiet type. Mm-hmm. Either way, if there's a way to kind of just get in her space and be an observer. I mean, one of the things that... Um, my husband and I were told before during premarital counseling was um, be a student of your spouse. And I tell you, that is just something that has stuck with us for the tw- go on 28 years we've been married. I love my BFF. We, we learn more about each other. And, I, and, the, and, the is, and the thing is we apply that same kind of principle to our daughters. I'm not a psychologist when I'm, a, when I'm at home. Uh, my hat is off. I'm mom. So I have the same reactions, the same, oh my God, I don't know what yeah. to do kind of thing. She's freaking, pardon me, getting on my nerves kind of thing. Um, but that whole being a student of them means you got to observe them. You have to use your two ears twice as much as you use your one mouth to just listen. And at 13, what you're really listening for are ways to encourage, to um, uh, compliment them about who they are identity-wise. That's like critical Mm -hmm. for that 13. She just came out of the tween stage. Now she's an actual teen, going to be 14. She really needs to hear you complimenting her about, oh, or noticing, oh, you did that. Or, oh, you know, that you tend to be a very kind person or, you know, you have a very creative eye or things of that nature. You really need to, 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 cause that kind of seed and watering it and watering it every day is going to make prove dividends later on. Um, when, especially when they get around the peer pressure that she's going to face in high school to do all sorts of things or to think badly about herself or, you know, God forbid she has to encounter any mean people. Um, you know, it will really help her stay focused. Uh, the woman, by the way, that's asking these questions has asked for your contact information, so we're going to share that with her, and you can expect okay. her to get in touch with you. No problem. She happens, She's a friend of ours. So. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. I look forward to connecting. I'm sure she was excited about this topic today. <laughs> I know this has been a, a difficult time for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, I got no more questions in the, I, I think, uh, they're they're talking about Capro's situation. Okay. Uh, but all the questions have been asked from uh, from here. Okay. Well, anybody who watches this video after it's been processed and put up on YouTube and, and you're no longer live, 
if you do have uh, questions for Dr. Deering, uh, make sure that you contact her through her website. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, she's given us the, uh, the other links that will be in the description box below so that uh, you can find her and connect with her on uh, if you need the, those programs that she's offering. That will all be in there. And, again, she's offering that discount uh, that you can yes. ask for on your application. So Right. In your application, make sure you mention the softer side. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll get applications and I'll just read. And if you say the softer side, then... You know, you'll know where mm-hmm. it came from. Yeah. Hundred dollars off. Yeah. Yes. All right. Did you have anything else you wanted to add for today? Uh, no, I've just had a lot of fun being with the both of you um, and with your listeners. Uh, and thank you for asking the questions. Uh, I love doing stuff real time, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it gets my juices going. And anything to be of help. Just remember, there is hope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're not in this by yourself. That's, that's great because, you know, I think part of the whole deal with moms, I know for me was socially, the society says you have to be this certain way. You have to do these certain things in order to be a good mom. And we need to know that, you know, we don't have to be perfect and we're still worthy. We're still great, you know, moms. And, uh, we just need that support sometimes. Yes. Yes. And the community. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, um, which is why I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing uh, to get mo- get the women and the moms on that side of the things. So yes, definitely. Yeah. I, w- I was I w- I'm honored to have spent time with you guys today. And again, anything I can do to be of help, either now or in the future, let me know. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to do my little outro and then uh, we'll talk to you after we're off the air in just a moment. Thank you everybody so much for being here and uh, participating in the conversation with Dr. Deering about mother-daughter relationships. And I do hope that you will share this information with any of your family or friends who are uh, dealing with these types of situations so that they'll know that there's hope and where to go for that help. And uh, for The Softer Side, I'm your Life Transitions Coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side Podcast with Life Coaches Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Schedule coaching or interviews with us by email at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and get your free Life by Design tips, downloads, and mini courses by visiting our member vault at e. 